Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of our SAP Integration and Extension Talk podcast. My name is Friederike Heine and this is episode 70. For this episode, we have two interesting interviews. In the first half of the podcast, we will talk about something that I don't think we have had as a topic for a while now, which are pricing models. In particular, our new pay-as-you-go pricing model, which was recently released on March 8th. I've had the great opportunity to talk to Sheila Zellinger, who is Global Vice President Business Development and Commercialization. And Sheila knows all about the newly introduced pricing model, pay-as-you-go. She will provide a great overview of all the things you should know about the pricing model, but also compares it with our existing two models to avoid confusion and explain the relevant differences. She also took some time to explain when and why a customer should use pay-as-you-go and what happens if your needs for the platform expand. In the second half of the podcast, my colleague Abhishek Nutt is interviewing Irina Kirilova. They will talk about the continuous integration and continuous delivery story in the context of the SAP Business Technology Platform. The main topic of the discussion is the DevOps concept of CICD and why it is important for developers. But they will also go into a bit more detail and explain how to get started and talk about Project Piper. So let's get started with Sheila Zellinger and our new pricing model, Pay As You Go. So, hi Sheila. Thank you for taking the time to record this episode with me today. Um, you're here to talk about the new pay-as-you-go pricing model, which came out, uh, I think, uh, March 8th. Um, but That's true, right? Uh, but uh, before we go into detail, um, you've never been with me on the podcast, so maybe you can introduce yourself with a few words. Sure. Thank you, Frederica. I have uh, been at SAP for 15 years now, and I've uh, had the great fortune of being in a number of roles and also a number of our market segments. Uh, so I have led groups everywhere from marketing uh, to business development, business ops as well, and currently am in a go-to-market role. Um, I've also had the pleasure of working both in the large enterprise market, as well as our GB segment. Uh, so it's given me a great perspective on go-to-market and the various needs of these particular segments. Uh, today, I'm the global vice president for go-to-market in our platform and technologies business unit, and am leading this whole pay-to-go effort from a, uh, uh, a go-to-market perspective. Uh, in addition, I lead some product commercials and packaging for the group and uh, am the single point of contact uh, for supporting the field in North America, again, from a go-to-market perspective. Okay, great. I have one more question for you before we go into the details of PayGo. Um, and maybe uh, you can quickly answer this. Um, so what is the one thing that people would be surprised to know about you? 
always an interesting question. Um, probably the, the one thing that people don't know about me, uh, at least at SAP, is that I've done quite a bit of sailing in the past. Uh, after graduate school, I actually took off for three months with three other friends and we sailed in the Caribbean. We spent quite a bit of time in the British Virgin Islands and then also sailed from Grenada to Martinique. And the fun fact, or maybe it's an embarrassing fact, uh, is that after sailing on a 40-foot sailboat for this three months, the last night in Martinique, uh, we ended up renting a little dinghy, maybe a 12- or 14-foot boat. And I turtled this boat. Turtling meaning it not only turned over on its side, but the mast was down <laughs> below the water. Oh, no. Uh, I was never so embarrassed. Um, <laughs> But it showed me, you know, that the different size boats sail differently. Um, so a fun fact and also embarrassing, I must say. <laughs> I love this. The idea of sailing. Oh, my God. that That's amazing. Do you still sail? Uh, we haven't sailed in, in quite a while. My husband and I used to do uh, some racing in the San Francisco Bay, and uh, that was just a lot of fun um, and very, very challenging. Uh, but we haven't done it for a while, so perhaps uh, it's time to get back into it. I love this. Great hobby. Okay, thanks. So let's start with Pago. So the first maybe very obvious question to you would be, what is Pago? <laughs> <laughs> well, Pago is a new commercial option for our business technology platform. And I should say first that uh, its formal name is Pay As You Go, and sometimes uh, we just refer to it as Paygo or PayG. Uh, but it is a new commercial option that allows our customers to access the business technology platform services or BTP services for productive use without any financial commitment. So the customer has no upfront cost or minimum usage requirement, and he actually pays only for the services that he uses. Okay. So I know that we already have two existing pricing models. So why did we add this one? Over the last, I'd say, 10 to 12 years, Frederica, the as-a-service economy has really been gaining traction. And COVID-19 and the worldwide lockdowns that we've had have only accelerated this trend and I think fundamentally changed customers' expectations, not only in the consumer market, but also in business. So getting what you need, when you need it, only paying for what you use are really the new standards by which our businesses, including SAP, are beginning to be measured. Pay-as-you-go allows us to capitalize on this trend, essentially, and better serve those customers who prefer to start small and grow over time and also have greater control over the pace of their spending. All right. Um, you've already described a bit what pay-as-you-go is, but maybe we can now go into detail um, talking about how how is pay-as-you-go different from the other two pricing models that we already have in a sort of uh, comparison? 
Sure. Well, let me start with the one that I think people are most familiar with, which is the subscription model. I, I like to refer to this one as a fixed commitment model. Essentially, the customer is making an upfront commitment to a fixed term, whether it's one year, two years, three years, or whatever, and a single service or a single product. And he's built in advance for that. And it's a model that we're largely familiar with. It's very well suited for customers that know the scope of what they want to do and their use cases and how much they need of any particular service or solution and the timing of that usage. But that's not always uh, the case. And so as a result, we've developed two other models, the Cloud Platform Enterprise Agreement model, or CPEA, and then pay-as-you-go. The big innovation with the Cloud Platform Enterprise Agreement, or CPEA, is that it is a commit-to-consume model. And rather than having to contract for all services separately, and there are over 100 services, what a customer can now do with this commit-to-consume model is he can contract for one SKU, and get access to all the services, all those 100 services. Uh, he can use them at any point, a lot of flexibility. He can turn them off, he can turn them on, he can switch between services as he needs them. And when customers are in more of a development mode, developing custom or bespoke applications, uh, this is highly valuable to them. And essentially what happens with this model is the customer commits to consume a certain uh, dollar value or euro value of services on an annual basis. Uh, he does get discounts because he's committing to something. He pays in advance um, for, that, uh, for those usages as well. And it is a model where you either use it or you lose it on an annual basis. PayGo takes this concept of one SKU for many services to the next level. And I call the pay-as-you-go model a zero-commit model. Again, there's no upfront cost, no minimum usage, and no contract term obligations. The customer only pays for what he uses and when he uses it. And like CPA, uh, a single SKU covers all the services uh, that are available under our CPEA. Uh, so the, from a service standpoint, um, the two models, the CPEA and the pay-as-you-go are, are quite similar. It's just the commercial aspects uh, that are different. Okay, thank you. Um, having heard about all three now, um, I was wondering, does pay-as-you-go offer the same set of services and functionalities than the other two? So pay-as-you-go offers the exact same services that are in our CPEA commercial model. And that is those some hundred services under one SKU. All of these services basically enable customers to develop or deliver everything they need to from a, a simple cloud-based application to something that is more sophisticated and enterprise uh, in nature. So in general, um, they are the same services, and then most of those services under there are actually available on a subscription basis as well.
Okay. Um, I know you've already described um, quite a few things about pay as you go, um, but maybe you can sum up, um, bring together um, the benefits of this pricing model for me. Sure. So from a customer perspective, pay-as-you-go fundamentally delivers the flexibility, the scalability, and unlocks innovation for the customer, while at the same time mitigating any uncertainty uh, that he has, either from a financial perspective or other kind of business risk. To put it perhaps in more concrete terms, pay-as-you-go allows the customer to uh, first respond very quickly to his changing business needs. The platform is there whenever he needs it without any kind of constraints. The same functionality uh, is contained in the services that he uses. There's no deprecation of functionality. And again, uh, it's always available when he needs it. It also allows the customer to start small and grow. And the key thing here is that he can pace it at the pace of his business uh, as opposed to uh, perhaps being bound by some contractual terms. We've also seen in the pilot uh, that we've done that there's a third benefit, which frankly we hadn't necessarily anticipated. Uh, and this is one of being able to avoid over-provisioning of the platform. We have customers that are using pay-as-you-go to actually figure out what their consumption requirements are before they make that upfront commitment to a CPEA. So again, it helps them to mitigate the uncertainty and the risk of over-provisioning. And then I think finally, uh, the big benefit is one that is just emphasized by COVID and, and the last year that we've had and continues with us. And that is, it just simply reduces business risk and an initial budget outlay. Uh, it simply allows the customer to get started without any financial commitment. Okay, great. So I think a lot of people listening to this, um, and I'm trying to put myself in the position uh, of a customer now, and I think they might be wondering, well, when and why um, should we as a customer consider um, using the PayGo model? Terrific question, Frederica. We have been doing a pilot with Pay-As-You-Go uh, since last year, and our experience really suggests to us that customers typically go on a journey. They'll start small and grow their usage over time, that's pretty typical, as they define more use cases and extend the capabilities across their organization. So they might start with one or two small use cases or projects that they want to implement and deploy. They may want to test them and then they move on uh, to extend it to bigger, more important applications and also greater numbers. Pay-as-you-go is particularly well suited in the early stages of this journey because it enables a customer to do things like a proof of concept and do it in a productive environment as opposed to uh, a trial environment where at the end of the trial you have to throw away your work. So fundamentally with pay-as-you-go, you're working in a productive environment and you can do your proof of concept and perhaps even do a pilot before you decide to scale. So it's very well suited to that. Uh, pay-as-you-go is also well suited 
as a stand-ready option for integration and extensibility, which is really how our services on the platform are oriented. Sometimes a customer simply doesn't know ahead of time uh, exactly what services they'll need or how much they'll need. And that's true whether they're integrating uh, cloud and on-premise applications together and doing those migrations, or it's true if they're extending the reach of their business processes for competitive advantage and differentiation. Pay-as-you-go essentially makes the services and tools available when the customer needs them, effectively de-risking the business transformation that the customer is going through. And then I think finally, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier, pay-as-you-go is really ideal if the business risks preclude upfront financial commitment. Uh, whether you're a big company or a small company, we see companies in all sorts of different financial situations and, and budgetary situations. And because PayGo does not require any upfront commitment and customers are able to easily consume the services that they need when they need them, they essentially are reducing the initial budget outlay and minimizing their risk. I think that was a that was a really great description of the when and why um, a customer can use this. This was really really great. Thanks. Um, is is PayZigo also available uh, in all countries already? I mean, across all data centers, including uh, public cloud partners. Yes, uh, pay-as-you-go is available globally, uh, with one exception, which would be mainland China. And we did this uh, on March 8th of this year uh, to make it globally available. It's also broadly available across SAP data centers, as well as our partner hyperscaler uh, data centers. And if folks are interested in the details of those, uh, they are on our SAP.com site. Okay, so um, I have another question that is a bit more in detail. So let's assume I'm using pay-as-you-go, but um, I find my needs for the platform are expanding. So I, I can now justify to make an upfront commitment. And my question now would be, is it possible to transition from pay-as-you-go to a CPA agreement? Absolutely, um, and, and clearly that is what we hope for our customers, that as they use the platform and establish its value, uh, they will actually um, move towards a upfront commitment for which they do get some better financial terms, uh, i.e. discounting. At any point in time, the customer can simply notify his account executive that he would like to transition from pay-as-you-go to CPEA. Contractually, <clears throat> what we've done is we've done a number of innovations in the back-end processes to automate this transition. Uh, once the customer signs the new CPEA contract, pay-as-you-go will be automatically terminated uh, in the back end or a standard contract restructuring will be done depending upon the nature or the type of the contract that the customer actually has for pay-as-you-go. From a technical perspective, and this is really what's important uh, for the customer, the transition from pay-as-you-go to CPEA will be seamless if the customer does not already have a CPEA account. In other words, 
all the content, all the work that he's done in the past on his pilot or POC or you know other type of application will be retained and moved to that uh, uh, tenant with just a different billing uh, consistent with the cloud platform enterprise agreement. If the customer happens to already have a CPEA account, then this pay-as-you-go account will seamlessly uh, transition to a separate CPEA account. But again, we've done quite a bit of work in the background to facilitate this, to make it very easy for the customer to do this without losing any of his prior work. That sounds really good, I think. So last but not least, and this question might seem obvious, um, where can I find more information on the topic? Well, as always, <clears throat> we'll point people to our sap.com site. Uh, and, and in that site, there is an area under product uh, for application development and integration. And that's where these commercial models and the products that uh, they provide or serve uh, exist. And in that um, application development and integration product section, they can explore the pricing and packaging to learn more about the commercial models. There's also, by the way, uh, information on pay-as-you-go on our SAP store site uh, by simply going to pay-as-you-go for BTP, again, for business technology platform. And we do offer it uh, through the SAP store as well. Okay. Well, Sheila, we, we are at the end of our interview. Um, thank you so much for explaining this in so much detail um, and in so many different uh, <laughs> contexts because I had quite some questions. Um, thank you. And um, I hope maybe to see you again on this podcast. Who knows? <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you for the opportunity to do this. Moving on from pay-as-you-go to a different topic. Abhishek Nath and Irina Kurilova will now discuss the continuous integration and continuous delivery story in the context of the SEP Business Technology Platform. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast series. I'm your BTB DevOps podcast series host, Abhishek Nath. And as some of you might already know, I'm a product manager in the area of cloud lifecycle management, looking after the overall SP business technology platform DevOps portfolio for APJ and MENA region. Uh, and as promised in our last interaction, I'm back with the second episode of our DevOps podcast series. Uh, today, we are going to talk about the various aspects of continuous integration and continuous delivery um, in an SAP business technology platform environment. And to talk about that, we have today my very special friend and colleague, uh, Irina Kirilova. Irina is a product manager in the SAP business technology platform area, focusing on continuous integration and delivery topics, and has been with SAP for more than two decades now. Wow, that is amazing, Irina. Uh, would you like to give our listeners a brief intro about yourself before we begin? 
Hi, Avishek. Uh, uh, my name is Yelena Kirilova. I'm working as product expert at SAP and I focus on continuous integration and continuous delivery topics. I am also responsible for the customer engagement initiative, uh, influence session, and uh, I participate in many workshops to help our customers is setting up uh, continuous integration and delivery processes on their site using SAP technologies. I joined SAP in 2000 and um, also had multiple roles uh, in Bulgaria and now in Germany as developer, product owner and product expert. Fantastic. Thanks a lot for that quick intro, Irina. Uh, Irina, of course, is here to answer some of the most important questions about continuous integration and delivery, uh, especially in the context of SAP Business Technology Platform. So let's get started with that. Uh, so first question, Irina, a very basic one uh, to start with for our audience. Could you tell us what exactly is this CICD or continuous integration and continuous delivery that we're talking about here? Oh, yes, right. So we have heard many times those abbreviations. Let's start uh, with uh, continuous integration. Uh, usually when a developer starts working on a new feature or a fix, he or she takes a copy of the current code base on which to work. And the longer the development continues without uh, integrating back uh, to the main code line, uh, the greater the risk of integration conflicts and failures uh, is eventually when it's merged back. So that's why every change which is done in the source code shall be integrated uh, as fast as possible and uh, better at least once a day. So in this case, errors and failures could be made visible as early as possible, and uh, we could uh, prevent this huge integration and uh, quality testing efforts uh, shortly before the planned release. Uh, in order to assure that this main code line is always uh, clean, so to say, uh, there is usually a build circle which compiles uh, the code centrally and uh, performs some automated tests and then reports back uh, the feedback to the developers so that uh, they could uh, uh, get this feedback and keep the main code line built and testable the whole time. And if we take a look at the continuous delivery, so this is the possibility to push to production um, every code change. So after it was successfully built and tested, it could be then um, pushed to the production as early as possible to get uh, feedback from the end users, from the end customers. Great. So I understand what CICD is, um, you know, but why should I as a customer or, you know, really care about it? Um, because of those frequent releases, exactly, I would say. Uh, these frequent releases make software deployments uh, uh, very well known and uh, easy task. Maybe you can say also a boring task 
you don't need to be scared of changing or deploying your uh, software as soon as possible. And by automating all those tasks and executing them frequently, um, software engineers could focus then on what they are best it and will be happy and no, not bothered with additional tasks around the software delivery process. Well, that's fair enough. Um, sounds really good. So can you tell us how can I, as a customer or partner, take my first steps into the CI-CD world for my SAP Cloud landscape? On the SAP Business Technology Platform, last year we have delivered a new service. Its name is SAP Continuous Integration and Delivery, and it runs in the Cloud Foundry environment. If you go to the service marketplace and search there in the extension suite, uh, development efficiency category, you could easily find, uh, find this service. And uh, with this service, um, we aim uh, to simplify exactly these uh, CI-CD processes and speed up the whole development uh, and delivery processes by providing predefined pipelines that are ready to be used. Those pipelines are currently for extensions applications. Um, you could quickly use them for SAP UI5 projects and projects that follow SAP Cloud Application Programming Model. The whole infrastructure comes from SAP, so you don't need to bring any additional infrastructure or you don't also need any so deep knowledge into the whole RCI-CD process. Mm -hmm. That sounds great. So I mean, what else do we have? Are there any other CI-CD offerings also from SAP? Yes, at the moment, SAP offers three different solutions that help you apply those CI-CD principles in your software development. The SAP Continuous Integration and Delivery Service, which I just uh, mentioned. We mm -hmm. have also open source offering, Project Piper, and uh, continuous integration and delivery best practices guide. So I could use this opportunity and give you a short introduction to the other offerings as well. Okay. Project Piper is an open source project which lets you adapt and use pre-configured pipelines in your own Jenkins infrastructure. So it consists also of a couple of uh, additional components which you can uh, easily use. There is a shared library which contains pre-configured pipelines as well as steps, scenarios, and utilities to, to use those uh, pipelines. Currently, we have two templates, the so-called general purpose pipeline, and a template for applications to be deployed on the ABAP environment. 
If those pipelines fit your use case, you can use them as they are, or you could use the steps from the library to enhance and to add additional stages to these pipelines. So the project Piper has also a set of Docker images for implementing best practices processes that you can also use out of the box. They provide you with the tools and environments you need to use the pipelines and the pipeline steps. Those images are working already independently from Jenkins and they can be used on any CI-CD stack. A part of Project Piper is also a, a Linux command line client, which is built using the Go programming language and is distributed as a single binary. You could use it locally in a shell script and uh, see how it works. And the last part of the project Piper is a GitHub action, which could be found in the GitHub marketplace. It allows you to automate project Piper steps with GitHub actions. We have also development setup documentations and examples how to try it out locally if you take a look on our page. And the last offering, the Continuous Integration and Delivery Best Practices Guide, is a guide which we host on SAP Help Portal. So it is not step-by-step -step tutorial and doesn't describe fully-fledged pipelines, but it rather demonstrates how to apply the principles of CI-CD to SAP-specific technologies. Each procedure there um, describes one specific SAP scenario. Currently, we have some examples how to um, apply CI-CD to SAP Fiori development on SAP Business Technology Platform or on SAP Fiori Frontend Server, how to apply CI-CD on SAP HANA Extended Application Services or how to integrate SAP Cloud Transport Management or Change Control Management in your CI-CD pipeline. Okay, so I, I understand that we have uh, various offerings uh, from SAP. Uh, how do I decide when should I use which one? So if your use case is a typical business application or extension development, we recommend considering usage of the SAP Continuous Integration and Delivery Service, since it provides the simplicity for typical SAP application development processes. If you need more flexibility to automate complex and customer-specific requirements, Project Piper and the Best Practices Guide are a good starting point. To support you with this decision, we have also a dedicated section into the help portal where you can find detailed information which development scenarios are covered by which SAP solutions for CI-CD. Just take a look there for your specific use case and get a link to our appropriate solution. Wow, sounds good. Um, I think that that's 
covers a lot, Irina. Do you have any other message or advice in general for our customers or our list or listeners, you know, who are getting started with with CI/CD or who are looking for advice on CI/CD with SAP? We are continuously looking for feedback from you uh, to improve our offerings. We count on your participation in the customer engagement and continuous improvement initiatives from SAP. We use those opportunities to discuss your use cases and to get your valuable feedback requirements and improvement ideas for continuous integration and delivery offerings. To make transparent uh, on what comes next, we have also our roadmap of SAP Continuous Integration and Delivery Service published in the SAP Roadmap. And lastly, you could follow me on people.sap.com, Twitter, or LinkedIn to get the latest news on new features or tutorials we have published. Fantastic. Um, thank you so much, Irina, for your insightful answers. I'm sure they'll bring a lot of clarity to all of our users uh, and listeners. Uh, I would like to also point out to our listeners that we also have an active DevOps community um, on the SAP Community Portal. You can visit us at community.sap.com forward slash topics forward slash DevOps. Also, we have an upcoming open SAP course around DevOps. Uh, which is aptly titled Efficient DevOps with SAP. Uh, the course, of course, starts April 19th, uh, and hence the registrations are still open. So those who are interested can still get themselves enrolled. Uh, of course, like all open SAP courses, this course is also being provided free of charge. Right then. Um, you can always reach out to me or Irina, like she mentioned, over the DevOps community that I mentioned earlier, or over LinkedIn, of course. Um, the links to both will be in the description of this episode. Uh, and of course, please do tune in next time for more in-depth talks about DevOps on the SAP Business Technology Platform. Um, next time around, we will talk in detail about DevOps in the ABAP world with my friend and colleague, um, uh, Karim Spiegel. A very interesting topic indeed, so please do tune in. Um, till then, I hope you all stay safe. Uh, thanks a lot to all of you for listening. See you next time. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to episode 70 of the SAP Integration and Extension Talk. I hope you were able to take some key learnings away with you and we'll tune back in for our next episode in April. Goodbye everyone and take care. Thanks for listening to the SAP Integration and Extension Talk. If you are interested to learn more about the SAP Integration Suite and SAP Extension Suite, visit our homepage at sap.com slash integration suite or sap.com slash extension suite. The SAP Integration and Extension Talk is powered by OpenSAP, SAP's free learning platform. Check out our massive open online courses, microlearning and podcasts on open.sap.com. 
Thanks a lot and see you.